Hey everybody, you're listening to the Jimmy's Table podcast, jimmystable.com. I'm your host, Jimmy Humphrey, where I like to have conversations about faith, life, culture, and sometimes food. Today is episode 27, where I'm going to provide you three life lessons that I've learned from my broken leg. <laughs> yeah, you heard that right, my broken leg. Uh, this past Sunday at church, uh, I was uh, being involved with youth ministry at, uh, with high school students, and we were playing some sort of modified um, volleyball game that we call Nine Square. Um, and think of Nine Square as kind of like volleyball, but with a tic-tac-toe board. And instead of a net, you have pipes. And the basic idea behind it is that you jump up and you try to force somebody out, kind of like you do in volleyball. Uh, You you spike the ball and hopefully they can't return it. Because if they can't return it uh, to somebody else, then uh, they get out of the game. Basic premise behind nine square. Uh, maybe you've played it before. I'm not sure. I, I don't know. I, I never heard of it until I started getting involved with the high school youth ministry at my church. Uh, so maybe uh, it's just something we've done, but I don't know. Anyway, so, uh, you know, I was having a good time. I was playing with a bunch of 15, 16 year old kids. Uh, game was very fast paced. And uh, at times I was doing quite well. And I was doing, feeling proud about how well I was doing, uh, you know, 37-year-old man that I am, showing up a bunch of 15 and 16-year-old uh, kids. <laughs> and uh, especially after recently, one of them kind of made a blow to my ego when uh, they were, we were talking about something at church, and they were like, well, how am I supposed to do that? Am I supposed to just tell them to, to go over there where that old man is? And I, I was just kind of like, and when they said that old man, they were referring to me. <laughs> and I was just kind of like, old? I, I'm only 37. I'm, I'm not old. So, you know, having uh, worked out quite a bit recently and really like trying to get in shape and lift weights and lose, uh, lose some weight and uh, better watch what I eat. You know, I've been really feeling physically good. I've been feeling, you know, better than I have physically and a while. Uh, so, you know, I felt very sense of strong confidence uh, to go out there and uh, show some 15, 16 year old punk kids how it's done. <laughs> you know, use some of my old man strength to uh, teach them a lesson or two. And, you know, I was uh, doing that for quite a bit. But then all of a sudden, on one particular play, I went up to spike the ball. Uh, so I could own some kid and I jumped up in an awkward way to try to kind of fool the kids as to where I was going to hit the ball and I came down equally as awkward and when I came down I came down hard on the concrete and broke the tibia bone in my leg Uh, and I broke it right below the knee it is according to the x-ray and uh, CT scan that I had at the emergency room later that evening. Um, it is uh, fractured and broken in multiple places. Uh, and now my orthopedist is referring me to a trauma surgeon um, to uh, get surgery. So I have a follow-up appointment coming up soon with a trauma surgeon to, you know, Show those, all as a result of trying to show those kids I'm not an old man uh, and that I can show them a thing or two. 
Ah, uh, so uh, I think, you know, as a result of that, uh, I've, I've had some uh, time to reflect on that uh, evening and the time since and, you know, some of the other things that have been going on in my life. And I thought, uh, you know, as a result, maybe uh, something redemptive of uh, good value can come out of uh, having a broken leg because, uh, well, frankly, the only value that's going to be coming out of a broken leg soon is all the checks I'm going to be writing to uh, uh, doctors and hospitals <laughs> in the near future. Although I do have insurance uh, and that sort of stuff. And, you know, I think uh, hopefully uh, a lot of what the costs I have incurred will have been covered by my insurance companies. Um, but anyway, so. You know, but let me get some value out of it, not only for me, um, but, uh, you know, maybe uh, those of you who listen to the show who, you know, maybe I can provide some insights to. So uh, here are three life lessons I'm taking away right now, uh, a week later, as of having uh, fractured and broken the, the bone in my leg, uh, known as the tibia. Um, first thing. Embracing a slower pace. Uh, I was talking to our uh, youth minister at church, uh, and he knows that I've been pretty busy of late. Um, lots of stuff going on at work, um, and it's it's really been pushing me uh, pretty hard. And you know, been busy overall. We're expecting kind of a a busy uh, next couple of months uh, between me and my wife with some of the stuff we've got going on. Um, and, uh, you know, this is, uh, changing all those plans that I had. Now I'm having to lay out of work and actually I'm having to go on short-term disability. And a lot of the plans my wife and I, that we were making for the next couple months, all of a sudden, well, uh, we're not going to be doing those because over the next couple months, I'm pretty much for the most part going to be mobilized and be forced to, uh, mess around on the internet and watch Netflix all day because, uh, well, there's not too much else uh, I'm going to be allowed to do. I, I, I broke my right leg, so I can't drive to work, and it will be months before my leg is in a uh, condition and I've gone through physical therapy uh, in order to uh, repair my leg um, in order to get me to the place where I can physically go back to work. So this is forcing me against everything that I want to be doing right now to embrace a slower pace of life. And uh, in truth, you know, I think that's something I need to not, not only just, you know, take as some sort of bitter medicine, um, but, uh, you know, it's something I should embrace and rather enjoy and celebrate and, and you know, maybe just be thankful to God that uh, this is going to open up such an opportunity. And it thinks, makes me think about not only my life, but the life of so many. Because what, what, what happens to other people when you ask them, oh, how's things going? How's things going? And, and they reply, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm busy. I'm busy. I'm busy. Uh, and we, have, we live in a society and a culture in which we thrive off of telling people that we are busy. Uh, because if, you know, you can say you're busy, uh, that creates sort of an identity for you that in some sense... You must be important because if you weren't important, then uh, why would you be so busy? You know, you must be in demand. People must want something from you. You must be providing value to somebody somewhere for something. 
Um, so, you know, it feels good to say I'm busy. I'm busy with work. I'm busy with church. I'm busy uh, volunteering for this. I'm busy for volunteering for that. I've, I've got all these things going on that I'm involved with. And, and we take a lot of satisfaction, satisfaction. And maybe it's kind of a perverted uh, sort of sense of satisfaction out of always telling everybody I'm busy. Um, but now... I'm not going to be busy. And, and while there is the temptation to try to find the million little things that I could possibly do while I'm, you know, kind of forced to sit around on a couch uh, all day for the next couple months while I uh, recover, um, you know, it's, uh, this is going to be a welcome change for me. And it's something that I'm looking forward to um, embracing. I, I believe in, in many ways that, you know, perhaps this is, a gift from God. It's an opportunity to to bring things down to a slower uh, pace in my life and to have time to rest, to have time to reflect, uh, to have time to uh, just think on things and to enjoy life, uh, <laughs> learn to enjoy life in a very simplistic uh, sort of state because, you know, I could be, I could be busy and life could just be flying by. Um, but instead, I'm going to be at a much slower pace in which I have to embrace uh, the now, uh, the ever-present now. And because that's what I'm going to have a lot of. I'm going to have a lot of downtime, and I'm not going to be able to do anything. And I'm just going to have to really be forced to kind of live for the moment uh, instead of always just thinking about what's the next thing on my calendar. Um, and I think that's a good thing. I think that's something we need more of in our lives because we get so busy and we get so frantic and we get so caught up in, in all the comings and goings of life. And before we know it, life's went. Um, so, you know, maybe we need to learn to unplug as a manner of discipline in our lives. Maybe we need to be a people who embrace rest more. Who, and, and by rest, I mean don't, not going on like some crazy, you know, $10,000 vacation where you have something to do every hour of every minute of every day that you're on vacation and then you come back and need a vacation from vacation. Uh, I'm not talking about that sort of rest. Uh, and, you know, I've done those before. And, you know, sometimes I'm, I sit there and think, man, that, that kind of stinks. I wish I wouldn't, I wish I would have built more time to just relax and enjoy uh, the moment instead of just thinking, man, what else do I have to check off on my list of things to do while I'm on vacation? Um, Maybe I just need less things to do, not only when I go on vacation, but uh, things in general in my life. Maybe I need to build margin into my life and tell people that, no, I just, I'm sorry, I just can't do that, even I, if I have the time to be able to do that. Because the truth of the matter is, we all need time to ourselves. We all need time uh, to de-escalate our lives uh, and, and just enjoy life and relaxing and not always doing something. Uh, our clocks and our calendars become tyrants to us uh, and they do more damage to us than uh, perhaps many dictators could possibly do. So, you know, if you're like me and you're starting to see some uh, things that suddenly break in your life, um, maybe take those signs, those things breaking, whether it be a physical bone or something a little more metaphorical. Um, maybe take those signs of those things breaking in your life as, as an opportunity to slow your roll uh, and, and take things a little more 
relaxed and to deliberately build in times of rest and Sabbath in your lifestyle. So point number two, know your limits. I'm getting older <laughs> as, that, as that one high school student, you know, so lovingly pointed out that old guy over there. I'm getting older. I'm 37 years old. And it's funny that the day I broke my bone uh, at high school youth, my wife had kind of lectured me a little bit at the grocery store uh, when we went grocery shopping that morning about, you know, maybe taking it a little easier with the kids. Uh, maybe that I shouldn't be so physically involved and in doing some of the sports and athletic stuff uh, that I was doing with the high school youth. But, you know, of course I knew better. Uh, and, and she's just my wife, so what does she know about my limitations, right? Uh, and I just, you know, just gingerly kind of said, uh-huh, honey, okay, yeah, you're, you're right, you're right. But, you know, I didn't really probably mean it at the end of the day. I was just, you know, probably just saying something just to be agreeable. Uh, you know, you know how you deal with your wife, right? <laughs> and uh, she's giving me a look, gentlemen, for those of you who are out there, because she's walking around as I'm uh, recording my podcast today in my living room, not in my office like I normally do. <laughs> um, but, you know, you, you really need to know, not only know your limits, uh, but you need to learn to embrace them. Because here I am, a 37-year-old man, trying to school a bunch of high school kids who are half my age uh, in some silly game. Uh, all that I so I can build a sense of, of camaraderie with them and youth ministry and perhaps use those opportunities of camaraderie to, you know, build relationships and as a result be able to tell them a little something about Jesus and maybe they'll respect me uh, a little bit more as a result and be willing to listen uh, and that sort of thing. So, you know, I was definitely using sports and athletic stuff at church with the high school group uh, to, as, a, as a kind of a tool to, to share my faith and my life with, with these kids. Um, but I have to realize, hey, I'm not 16 and 17 years old anymore. And while I used to play ice, high school ice hockey and stuff like that when I was younger, I'm no longer 16 and 17 years old. I'm no longer under 200 pounds, uh, <laughs> you know, like I was well below 200 pounds when I was playing high school ice hockey. I'm now a little bit more than uh, 200 pounds. And as such, you know, I really have to learn to know and embrace my limits, not only as an older man who's 37 years old, but, you know, as somebody who's got a, a spare tire or two around the waistline uh, and in other places <laughs> on my body so you know i have to factor those things in when i'm doing athletic things that doesn't mean i can't do athletic things but uh you know i can't be involved to the degree that i might have once been and even though i've been working out and losing weight and lifting weights and i kind of had that sort of like weightlifters runners high sort of thing that you experience when you when you start getting you know athletic and losing weight and and feeling stronger and all that sort of stuff and the confidence that comes with that um, but you know, that false sense of confidence that I had, that over sense of confidence that I had ultimately caused me to push myself beyond my limits. And as a result, uh, now I'm going to be out of work, uh, for the next number of weeks and I'm having to get surgery on a broken leg all because I not only did not know my limits, but I did not respect those limits. Um, 
And I didn't, you know, I guess you could say I didn't respect my wife uh, in that regard. So there's, you know, point two A on my uh, podcast today about uh, gentlemen, respect your wives. Uh, If your wife tells you you can't do that, you can't do that. (laughs) Anyway, that one's for free. Um, So don't just think that you can, you know, do whatever you set your mind to. Um, You know, but instead, and my wife is over there nodding her head. Uh, in agreement with everything I'm saying. I, I love I love when she's my amen corner. Ha! Anyway, um, but you know, uh, uh, you know, set your mind to do the things that you can do, but know your limitations. And instead of trying to do everything that you think you can do uh, and thinking, well, I just put my mind to it, I can do it. No, 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 that's, that is not true. Uh, that might have worked as a great motivational speech when you were in fourth grade from your well-meaning elementary school teacher. Uh, but the truth is you can't do everything you set your mind to. However, you can do those things that which you are actually good at. Um, and you should focus on excelling at the things you are good at and then capping yourself in the areas you do have uh, limitations. Uh, because not only... Uh, are you going to uh, find out sometimes the hard way, like I did, what your limitations are? But if you try to exceed them, um, those things are probably just going to break anyway. And you're going to be forced against your choice and against your will to embrace those limitations. And now as a result of me not embracing my limitations and knowing my limits and where to call it quits and where to, to dial back a notch or two, as a result, now I'm having to sit here on a couch with my leg propped up all day for the next several months, um, which means not only will I not go to work, but I won't be going to uh, church and being involved with high school youth ministry for the next couple months as I recover. Uh, and now I'm going to have to know not only am I not, uh, and, and, but when I do get well enough to walk around and, and to go back to, to that, uh, I'm going to have to embrace a less vigorous physical activity when I'm involved with the high school uh, youth at church. Uh, I, I suggested to somebody, well, instead of dodgeball and, and volleyball, you know, maybe we should start having yoga <laughs> on Sunday nights. Uh, something a little less bone impacting and jarring um, for uh, high school youth. And something, something a little calmer, <laughs> a little less uh, difficult uh, to engage in when it comes to physical activity. Um, so anyway, uh, but you know, it also stinks too because, because I didn't cap my limitations. Now the things that I was really working at and that was, I was starting to become important in my life, such as, uh, becoming physically fitter and losing weight and, and, you know, getting in better shape overall and better health overall and watching what I eat now, because of where I messed up and the one thing, now I can't enjoy the other things that I was doing. And now whatever fitness goals I was having uh, are going to be shot for the next three to six months as I recover and learn to, you know, have to do things like walk again. Uh, Because at some point I'm gonna have to go through physical therapy because my right leg, its strength is gonna atrophy. Uh, And uh, I'm gonna have to learn to use my right leg just to learn to walk again. Um, at some point. So all those things that I was doing are now put on hold all because I did not embrace my limitations. Um, So play to your strengths, not your weaknesses, and be excellent at the things that you are good at 
And the things that you're just mediocre at, just be like, okay, that's where I'm drawing the line. And I'm just going to still, uh, instead of focus on the things, trying to improve the things that I stink at, I'm just going to focus on the things I'm good at. Um, and, uh, <laughs> you know, that's what I'm going to have to really learn to do. Um, because I didn't learn this life lesson at some point, apparently. And, uh, you know, as I like to say, uh, you know, the book of Proverbs teaches that you can learn wisdom through uh, two ways. You can lose it. You can learn instruction uh, by wisdom and instruction uh, that comes from others. Or you can learn it through the stupid stick. And uh, unfortunately in life, uh, even though I have had people tell me things, even though I had my wife tell me things, uh, I still embraced the stupid stick. Now, I'm not saying God broke my leg or the devil broke my leg or anything like that. No, that I broke my leg. Gravity broke my leg. Um, life circumstances broke <laughs> my leg. Um, but, uh, you know, I can still see something of uh, God in there with me uh, in the breaking of my leg and wanting me to learn a thing or two. Because uh, apparently, even at my old age of 37 years old, uh, I still need to learn a couple things about life. And the third and final point I would like to make in my life lessons about uh, three life lessons in breaking your leg is the need for community. You know, as I broke my when I broke my leg, um, I sit sat there and thought because you know I'm sitting there thinking a lot now these days. Um, I couldn't help but think though. You know, from, from the moment I broke my leg to, you know, where I am right now on the couch is, man, how could I possibly handle this situation in life without relationship and community? You know, when I broke my leg, um, my wife, she was at home uh, and I needed help getting up off the ground and to the side and had my wife not been able to come and greet, uh, you know, take me to the hospital and to the emergency room to take care of, you know, I would have had to rely on somebody else because I couldn't have possibly driven uh, in my condition. And while I was sitting there in the hospital in the emergency room, you know, I saw all the people going around me and all the things happening to them. And I saw some people that were, you know, appeared to be alone and not have anybody while they were there in the emergency room. And then that really kind of tugged at my heart because I sat here, was sitting there and think, man, how could I possibly do this on my own? Uh, you know, I knew from the get-go that I was going to be very lucky and fortunate um, that in breaking my leg that not only did I have uh, my wife to care for me, but my mother-in-law, my father-in-law, um, my mother and my father, my siblings, you know, uh, people at work, um, you know, people who people at church, you know, so I'm very fortunate because I sat there and thought, man, you know, I can remember a time in my life where I sprained an ankle and lived on the second floor of an apartment and I had to use stairs to get up uh, to my uh, apartment every day. And I remember what a struggle that was just in having a sprained ankle, how hard it was. And I was single in those days and I was by myself and without virtually any community or support or anybody to, uh, to help me. And, you know, that was very painful then. But, you know, now with a broken leg, you know, I, I, I can't do anything now. Like, it is difficult even, and I'll spare you the details, but it is difficult even to go to the bathroom. 
um, without the help of somebody else to help get me off the couch and to a uh, toilet, you know. And I had to I had to buy a special toilet because the regular household toilet is too low to the ground for me to possibly lower myself down onto without getting hurt. Uh, but you know, I had to get a special toilet and somebody had to set that up. Like I wouldn't have been able to set that up on my own. Um, you know, I need help just, you know, making adjustments to the temporary brace that they've put my leg in and, you know, somebody to be able to cook for me and somebody to provide me with, you know, some supplies so I can, you know, bathe myself and take care of myself, wash my hair and, and all those, uh, sort of things. Um, so it's been, uh, nothing but a community effort, uh, to, you know, keep me thriving in, even in the midst of a broken leg. Um, so I couldn't imagine what it would be like to have to do this on, on, on my own. And, and my heart, when I think about those things, my heart breaks because I know there are people out there in life right now who variety of ages, variety of locations and, and geographic and demographic sort of backgrounds and religious and non-religious and, and all that sort of stuff. And I can't just help but my heart break for those folks knowing that there are thousands if not millions of people out there who have go through situations like this and they literally have nobody to turn to to help them through this sort of crisis. You know, once the doctor patches them up uh, and they get out of the hospital, it's all good luck from there. Um, and I've been very fortunate, very, very blessed uh, to be surrounded by people who love me and, care, and can care for me um, in tangible, practical ways. You know, I, I think of uh, my wife who has, you know, been sleeping on the sofa across from me uh, so that she can wake up in the middle of the night and help administer my pain medicine. Um, and I think of my parents who, you know, have been doing things who have come down here and they've been cooking and they've been, you know, doing some very practical stuff like cleaning out, uh, my medical toilet after I use it. Um, you know, something that I would not be able to physically do, um, or, you know, immensely struggle to physically do, um, on my own. And I'm going to need somebody that can drive me to my doctor's appointments and my physical therapy and, and all that sort of stuff. Um, and, you know, it just gets me thinking, what can we do as people um, who are so connected to community to help those who are unable to help themselves, who have no sense of community and have no relationships uh, with anybody? I don't pretend to have the answer to that. I don't know if organizations out there exist like that or if, you know, if in situations like that, you would just have to say, hey, I have to be admitted to a, some sort of special, you know, care facility because I have nobody. Well, man, that would get ridiculously expensive to have to be in such a facility for three to six months with nobody to help you. Um, so, you know, even though I broke my leg and it hurts, and I'm on medicine, and I'm going to have surgery, and I'm going to have medical bills, um, and a lot of other things. You know, through this all, I consider myself amazingly blessed, in spite of all my circumstances and setbacks uh, and limitations that I've had to uh, embrace recently. I am amazingly blessed. 
Um, and, and I think, you know, though, if you're like most people, you probably have such a support network, either from uh, a spouse or family members, people at church, uh, coworkers, friends, and other people that, that care for you. And if you have those people in your life, man, no matter, no matter what your financial status is in life, you're rich and you're blessed uh, in so many numerous ways. And I don't think we should ever take those relationships uh, for granted because it would be so easy to do so. And it's so easy to take everybody for granted, especially when life is good and life is, uh, and you're just doing well in life and you're prospering in everything you're doing and you have cash in the, your bank account and you have health and you know you live in a nice house and you live in a nice neighborhood and you drive a nice car and you have a nice job. It's so easy to forget um, the, the true blessings that we have in our life and we so overlook those and take those for granted and sometimes even as a result mistreat those people that care for us um, and love us and they're in our lives uh, simply because we become so cocky and overconfident about who we are and our abilities and our knowledge and our connections and our wealth and our power um, when we fail to realize at the end of the day you know, we're a bit more fragile <laughs> uh, than we would probably like to ever admit. And uh, life is a very delicate thing. And life can come breaking and crashing down uh, with little uh, to no warning whatsoever. So everybody, this is Jimmy Humphrey, uh, episode 27, Jimmy's Table podcast, Jimmy's Table Com. I hope you've enjoyed these three life lessons that I have set forth for you today about uh, what I've learned in the midst of breaking my leg. Uh, I'm sure I'm going to learn some more lessons that I haven't mentioned yet today uh, in this podcast. Uh, hopefully, you know, this broken leg stuff and surgery and all that sort of stuff doesn't interfere with my ability to uh, record podcast episodes in the near future but if it does you know i just like to apologize ahead of time i may miss an episode or two uh depending on what all i have going on uh with my life and depending on how much pain medicine i am taking <laughs> at any given moment because you know right now i'm recording this podcast episode and i do have a little pain medicine in my body um some uh powerful stuff um and even though i feel relatively sharp in my mind. I know I'm not 100%. Things are a little foggy and a little draggy and not everything's coming out like I would probably want it to come out. But anyway, anyway, I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Reach me, uh, jimmy at jimmystable.com. Um, if you want to email me, I'm on Facebook, I'm on Twitter. Please be sure to subscribe to this podcast. You can do it so on Apple, on Spotify, on Stitcher, uh, on Google, and wherever podcasts are broadcast. Hope you're having a good day. Uh, and think of me uh, while I go through uh, these issues and, you know, pray for me. And hey, if you want to send me a million dollars so I can pay for my medical bills, can I just put that out there to the cosmos? Uh, maybe one of you out there has a million dollars just to throw around. And, you know, like some guy, uh, some homeless guy uh, I ran into once uh, in downtown Charlotte who uh, stopped me uh, when he was panhandling for money. He's like, excuse me, sir. He's like, do you have a million dollars that I could have? And 
And uh, I laughed because I was like, no, I, I don't, but that's a very creative thing. Why do you ask? And, and he's like, well, he's like, looking around here in Charlotte, I see all these giant banks, and I figure there's somebody out there who has a million dollars they could spare. And, uh, you know, maybe, just maybe, somebody might say yes, so it doesn't hurt to ask. <laughs> and I was like, well, no, it doesn't, but let me tell you how, tell me how else I could possibly help you. And then uh, he asked if I could, if he could just, if I could just buy him some breakfast instead, uh, to which I was, uh, you know, glad to help. But anyway, so <laughs> jimmystable.com, everybody take care. God bless and, uh, see you soon.